Blog Talk Radio. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. In every life we have some trouble. But when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Welcome to Snake Oil Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Thank you for joining me today, guys. If you're catching the show live, thanks for joining me. If you're catching the show in archive, thanks for joining me as well. Have you heard that blurry music? That was the Bobby McFerrin song, Don't Worry, Be Happy, and an appropriate title for today's show and what we're going to discuss. Uh, more on that in just a moment. Uh, my name is Jim Ventura. If you're first time tuning into Snake Wall Radio, I am a professional astrologer and navigational consultant, which means I have expertise in all kinds of different oracles, including numerology and tarot and runes and quite a few different uh, oracles that I work with. Uh, I do home in-office sessions here in Phoenix, as well as by phone. If you want any info on personal sessions, you can, e- uh, you can email me at VenturaSag at Yahoo.com or go to my website uh, at JimVentura.com to get any more info uh, about those uh, about readings. And I do have a special running right now, too. Just will mention that before we launch into the show here for new clients. Uh, $20 off my website's listed prices for 45-minute longer sessions. So check that out if you're looking to book. Uh, and I have another special that I'll mention a little bit later on. That's also uh, just actually for tomorrow, one day only. So I'll talk to you about that a little bit later. I want to kind of dive into the show here and get off the sales pitch. Um, and uh, this is, you know, this is the beginning of the month, so this is my uh, read my live column, uh, my my live column show, which means I'm going to read this month's snake oil column. I've been doing the snake oil column since 2003. I just realized I'm on 10 years now of doing this column and a good five years of doing the show as well. So I'm going to read this month's uh, brand new snake oil, and then we're going to talk a bit about it. Um, if, you, if you're not already getting the monthly newsletter, email me, Ventura, V-E-N-T-U-R-A-S-A-G at yahoo.com. Get on the mailing list. Uh, it's blind copies. No one's ever going to get your email address. It's a once-a-month newsletter. You get to read the columns in advance and a lot of great information to check out and catch. Uh, and when I have specials and things, they're always posted in my column. Um, and also you can click an I like on my fan page at um, Facebook as well if you want to get even uh, more updates and posts that I do about all kinds of good subjects. So this is uh, our live column read, and this is a, was a brand new column that I actually wrote last month. So this went through a lot of fast editing to make sure it got in print. Even though I talked about this before in previous shows, certainly this subject was brewing for a long time in my consciousness in terms of wanting to get it out there. And I had even mentioned to a number of different clients and, and friends that I was actually working on this particular subject. So let's kind of launch in. I want to read the column, and then I'm going to talk a bit about this in more detail. Um, I'm probably not going to take calls this show uh, unless we have some time in the last 10 minutes of the show. So uh, I'll let you guys know if I'm going to take any live calls today. Uh, I prefer to stay on topic. 
um, with the uh, with the uh, first of the month show when I read column. Usually it takes quite a while to get through the column and to talk about it. So um, if you're looking for the little free mini reads that I do on some shows, best shows to look for for that are um, the uh, current astrology and listeners' choice shows. That's when I take the phone calls uh, every show and, and much earlier than I would anyway in, in most other shows. Um, I like to do these shows because these are really good archive listens for people as well to really give them some some insight. So um, I, I want to stay on topic here uh, for this uh, for this particular subject. And, and believe me, listen through, guys. This is probably going to help you <laughs> more ways than you necessarily know. Um, you know, because uh, it's interesting. I, I had done a column called "Along Came a Spider" last month about financial issues and how to solve. Uh, financial dilemmas, and I think a lot of people that listened to that show, um, which is interesting because that's one of the things a lot of people call about, financial issues and work issues, and then I do a show to teach people how to solve that, and they don't listen to the shows. So guys, you can go back in and listen to any previous um, column, uh, you can listen to any previous show, and you can also back column if you get on my uh, on my mailing list and, and check out any past columns that I did. Okay, enough lecturing. See, Sagittarius doing lectures already. Uh, but uh, anyway, okay, so this month's column, this month's snake oil is called What Me Worry. It is probably, it probably is no surprise to anyone who is Virgo, meaning sun, ascendant, or moon, or who has a few planets in Virgo in their natal astrology chart, that they can often get caught in the worry trap. I recently found out that left-handed people are prone toward post-traumatic stress disorder, and worry. I'm a lefty, and I have three planets in Virgo in a conjunction in my natal chart. This information was actually a relief because it confirmed that it was normal. For most of my lifetime so far, when I experienced any type of stressful or traumatic event, I had a tough time shaking a fear about what if something similar happens again or if it gets worse. The positive side of this obstacle is I have a sharp mind and I'm often 12 steps ahead when it comes to taking care of the details of life as if I'm playing a game of chess. This strategy and approach has often been beneficial in avoiding potential problems. But the negative side of this attribute is definitely problematic because it can make me prone to worrying about difficult possibilities that could come my way. I get caught up trying to resolve these things before they're actually an issue. Whether you're a lefty, Virgo, or for any other possible reason, we all get caught in the worry trap from time to time. It's an uncomfortable, lousy place to be. Is there a way out, though? I've always been a believer that pretty much anything can be solved or resolved if you're willing to study the subject and apply solutions, even if it means finding an expert with more knowledge than you to help. Most things can be solved because solutions are the flip side of problems. They exist as part of each other. Seeing things in this way is one of the good aspects of my Virgo energy, combined with a bit of my son in Sagittarius optimism. So my mission was to find a way to solve the habit of worry itself. I decided I would find a way to spend the second half of my life free of obsessive worry. Aside from the discomfort that we often feel emotionally, physically, and mentally from worry, it's also extremely negative in the fact that it can act like a form of prayer. We can become consumed with thinking and focusing on what we are afraid might happen or what it's about or what is happening and whether it will become even worse. 
The focus of energy can feed the manifestation probability and may end up creating the very thing we so desperately want to avoid. This is another reason why finding a way to eliminate the worry habit was a worthwhile undertaking. During my studies, I learned a few interesting things about the process, and I was able to find real solutions to what worrying is and does to us. The new way of looking at how we typically respond to worry and the solutions I discovered will really assist in removing or at least minimalizing this issue for anyone willing to make the shift. One thing to remember when we find ourselves worrying is that most of the things we worry about never actually happen. If you could list all of the concerns, fears, and things you worried might happen over your entire lifetime so far, you'd find that more than 99% of the potential problems never turned out the way we feared they would. The few that did materialize often had solutions that we couldn't see at first when they first presented themselves. My air conditioning unit went out in the late summer about seven years ago. This was truly an Arizona nightmare. When I had it checked out, it was quoted with a potential bill of $7,500 to solve it. I worried a lot when that happened, but when I calmed down, I decided to call another company for a second opinion. The second company told me that I could replace the unit on the roof and leave the interior that also needed work for another five to ten years. I still had to come up with about $1,900 to get it running again, but it's still really working well, and now with awesome, powerful, and reasonably inexpensive portable room-to-room units, I'm not even sure if I'll even replace the interior. When we worry, we block information and solutions from coming to us. Another important thing to remember when the worry habit grips us is, what if the bad thing that is or could happen is actually going to turn out to be a beneficial thing? Many people fear things like having their spouse cheat on them, getting divorced, or simply being alone. Yet, more often than not, when we let go of a mate that doesn't fit with us, we can find being single can be wonderful also. Often people struggle with losing a mate and the details of its end, only to come to a different perspective about it. Often they end up finding someone who is so much more of an amazing match for them. Yet, how could they ever have come to a, the new place of happiness unless they had circumstances that made them leave the previous situation? We may fear losing our job, yet that may be the very catalyst that opens the door to a new career or job that we really love. We may fear losing our home or being forced to move, only to find that we like the new home we get far better. And maybe our future next mate or new best friend is actually going to be living right next door. We often get caught in trying to obsessively control events. There are times when this can be necessary and valuable. Our ego has a purpose and it can be useful. Life is about making choices and taking appropriate action. Being too passive can bring problems. Still, if we let go and trust that the path we're on or the seeming obstacle course that has surfaced may be part of the solution, we're on the right track to being at peace. The universe is not stupid or against us. Believe it or not, our higher selves are extremely wise. Events that seem to be problems are often medicine in disguise. Worry can bring up fear about being worthy of receiving assistance, but we're not castaways left behind in a world without help and support. We have friends, family, and other people who can support, guide, and assist us if we're open to asking for help when we experience problems. We also have unseen helpers, spirit guides, angels, nature, as well as other forces that will look out for us and help us. 
we can open to more of this assistance if we're willing to ask and to be open to the answers that come to us. It can take practice to eliminate the worry habit, yet it is something we can all do if we're willing to trust that everything we experience, even if seemingly very negative, happens for a reason, that we can realize that we're always, we always learn from difficulty because it will inevitably make us smarter and stronger. We can become more knowledgeable and wiser from those experiences. The best part is through experience we can develop in ourselves an aversion to any conduct that can bring stress into our lives, inevitably having far less of it in our future. Often, we'll be able to help and assist other people precisely because of what we've learned. When we release the worry habit, we can become more tuned into the reality that every problem does have a solution. If we're willing to drop this unproductive habit and learn to trust and relax, we can tune into the awareness that a solution is always on its way. Okay, so that is my column. And uh, uh, it was a fun column to write. Again, it was it was building for a long time. Welcome all the uh, people kind of jumping in out of my chat room here. Thanks for joining me, guys. Uh, I just finished reading my, uh, my, my new month's column uh, called What Me Worry, and I want to talk a little bit more about this in detail. Uh, I may take some calls later on. I, I think I may not be able to do that in this show because I really want to stay somewhat on, on, on subject, on task here, because I think this is really an important issue for a lot of people. I uh, had a couple of clients today that I talked to that are really worrying and, and stressing a bit, but they are, um, they, i got to give them credit. Some of them are really tuning in to trusting that they are going to find solutions to their problems. Um, so, uh, you know, a heads up to some of the clients that I worked with today. Um, but, you know, I, I, when, I, when I talked about this piece and I wrote it, it was funny because a couple months ago when I was in the process of really looking at getting rid of this worry habit, and uh, and I came across a friend of mine on Facebook who posted something about lefties, and I was reading all this information about left-handed people and about lefties having a tendency toward post-traumatic stress disorder and having trouble uh, letting go of a circumstance or situation that caused them a lot of anguish. Um, I laughed because, yeah, I'm a lefty. And uh, and then also I have a lot of Virgo in my chart. Sagittarius, sun sign, but a lot of Virgo. And the negative pole of Virgo is I worry. So, uh, I, you know, I, I know this really well. So I really think that that's always been my thing, though. Uh, whenever I run across an obstacle or an issue um, that I feel is limiting, you know, I, I believe it can be solved and resolved. And I'll actually begin to study, to research, and figure out a way to do that. So that's what I was writing about in this column, because I really have gotten a lot better about this, and I know I've helped a lot of clients with getting rid of the worry habit. And like I had said in the piece, Listen, you can get better about not worrying. Most of us are still going to worry from time to time. You know, I catch this a lot. One of the things that I, I hear from a lot of clients and a lot of people um, is in relationships. They get worried if they don't hear from their mate, their boyfriend, their girlfriend, or their partner. Um, you know, they start imagining that that person is cheating on them or they're imagining that they're lying in a ditch somewhere, bleeding, and they're not calling them or, you know, and so we all have our, our versions of this. And I think... You know, it does come from a place of caring. Uh, so there's love behind it. But we really often are making ourselves nuts when we worry about such things. Uh, we're afraid of, we don't want to be callous. We want to make sure that the person we love, and, and whether that's, that's our you know, boyfriend or girlfriend or family member or children, you know that we're thinking about them. 
But that's the thing I kind of pointed out and wrote about in this piece. Here's the good side of all of this, guys. Listen, literally think about this. If you Again, go back in time to every single thing you've worried about so far in your life that could happen. And, you know, 99.9% of these things never happened. You know, it is it's really true. We do fear a lot. You know, I always remember, this is a, a funny uh, point of, of, of contention, or uh, is years ago, I mean, 10, not 15 years ago, I remember, you know, people always had these issues with when the world's going to end, when Armageddon's going to come, what's going to happen when the government does this and that, and, uh, you know, I mean, I, I've heard this kind of thing for years and years and years. And even remember many, many years ago, a lot of people telling me that they feared that there was going to be race wars and all these other things that would happen. And I was always rolling my eyes in my head, and people would say, God, you're so callous about stuff like that. So the reason I'm callous about it is because it's dopey. Most of the things that you weren't about, really, again, never really happened. Look at, um, look at the magic of uh, what was the thing in 2000, uh, Y2K, how much energy went toward worrying about all the terrible things that were going to come to society and, and, and befall us from that. And uh, we do. Even at a larger level, we get caught in the worry trap. But at a personal level, it's very, very easy to get caught in that. And I think, like I said, again, if you've got a lot of Virgo in your chart, and remember, uh, from an astrological perspective, you may not necessarily have a sun sign in Virgo, and then, um, uh, but you can have Virgo in your chart like I do. I've got three planets in Virgo even though I'm a Sagittarius in my chart. So I think we have to remember that, you know, sometimes there's more detail to this. Another aspect of, of astrology is also the sixth house is the house of work and service and day-to-day details of life and health. So people with strong sixth houses also have this tendency as well, too, to worry. But here, I mean, again, on the positive side, the good news is often it does. It indicates that the way your brain is wired somewhat is you're a problem solver, so you tend to think about solutions to problems, which can cause worry because you get anxious whether you know enough, whether you're going to be able to do it, whether it's going to work, whether you're going to be prepared, all of those things. And, you know, I've joked about this before, even being neurotic about health issues, like being worried every time, you know, your pee is slightly off color or something is, is wrong that way. I mean, it does have a positive side. Often people that are a little bit hypochondriac-ish, uh, that's not really a word, but we're going with it, um, <laughs> have a tendency to um, fix things in advance. They notice something slightly off, and they start correcting it. So there's a good side to this attribute. But the And, again, if you look at it from the perspective of calling it Virgoian energy, positive pole is I analyze or I study, and its negative is I worry. So we're staying in the positive pole of it, which means we study. So that means if there's a problem that comes up, what you're really wanting to do is begin to look at solutions to resolving that problem, while at the same time, again, remembering that often again, a lot of things that we worry about never occur. And I talked a little bit about this in the piece. You know, it's like, you know, I, I've joked about this on previous shows. Some of you have listened to other shows. have heard this before. But I, you know, I use my, this is a little Sagittarian humor, and I often say that my joke is I say that all exes get hit with the ugly stick. And that's my humorous way of saying, you know, like most of us, if you have a marriage that ends or a breakup or a relationship that goes bad, someone cheats on us or it falls by the wayside, yeah, it's very natural to be hurt bewildered, I can't live without him or her, I don't know what I'm going to do, What? oh my God, what if I end up alone, all of those things. And the truth is, this is why I had said this in the piece, listen, your higher self is not dumb. 
if something is pulled away from you, it's a reason it's being pulled away. And I know I'm wired this way. I know that's probably because I've got Venus and Scorpio in my chart. But uh, when a relationship ends for me, you know, I'll, I'll get pissed off. I'll be angry for a little bit. And then two things usually happen. One, I come to the conclusion that um, I don't want to be angry anymore. I just don't like the feeling of being stuck in anger and resentment, no matter what somebody did. I mean, there's a point where you're kind of still giving your power away because you're giving it away to them. You're letting them piss you off about how it should have been or how they sh- what they should have done or all those things. The other thing is, you all get exes get hit with the ugly stick, which is my way of saying, listen, think about this. Most of them, I'd say most of the population, you run across an ex from years ago, more often than not, you're not like attracted to them still. Often it's like yuck, meaning you just don't have that attraction, you don't have that pull anymore. It's not really an issue of a, a forgiveness issue. Anyway, in that sense, it's a realization that you've changed. Your vibrational level has changed. You may be evolving more than they are in that sense and your higher self is kind of like listen this 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 vibration frequency doesn't work for you in that sense we want to move you towards something else that's more harmonious and yeah a lot of people will struggle with that ultimate fear that i think a lot of human beings have that terror i get this a lot from clients that fear of being alone uh but you know this is a thing to remember when you fear something and you keep pumping energy into the fear it it literally acts like a magnet to that event at some levels. And I know that's a bummer to hear, but it also works in the positive sense. And we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. So I'll stay on the negative a little bit longer for, for, for a good reason, to give you guys this insight. But it is, it's like a radio station broadcasting that you want the very thing that you're terrified is going to happen to come to you. And it isn't that we consciously want it. It's because we fear it so much that we keep kind of bringing it toward us. So it's like someone, think about it from, let me give you the most direct way I can say it. If you fear that you're going to be abused in a relationship because you were abused before, you will often pull in another abuser because you fear that in that sense. So the trick is not to be afraid of that, to realize that you learned from the previous error and will be smarter and wiser in future choices in relationships or in any other area. And to also understand that the reason that the universe is wired that way, why we'll often bring the very thing we fear to us because we keep pumping a lot of energy toward it, is really because the universe will want us to be neutral about it. That's kind of part of spiritual evolution, is healthy detachment and healthy neutrality. Meaning you reach a point where, you know, a a person that's in a happy relationship often doesn't need the relationship. It just is something in their life that benefits them and brings them joy. That's an addition in their life that is uh, a happy addition. But it's not so much coming out of need. When it comes out of need, need behind the fear of, of need is the fear of loss. So it becomes kind of that mutual dance. Now, here's the good news, too, though, in all of this. I've said this before, and I love to repeat this information. Anybody listening to me? Guys, most of the thing, even when we do worry and we fear something, in a lot of cases, we still won't necessarily manifest that. Um, you got to work hard to manifest crappy things. you got to really put a lot of energy toward it in that sense to do that. So fortunately, the universe is cooler than that in that it's more inclined to manifest positive or good things. Um, although, again, we can still manifest the negative if we keep focusing on it so much. But... Ultimately, what it kind of boils down to is even the difficulties that we go through, the stuff that we worried about that could happen or did happen, 
again, pretty much tend to lead us somewhere. You know, I went through one of the worst dramatic, you know, events 22 years ago when I moved from New York to Arizona. I ended up moving in uh, with someone that I lived with who was stealing from me and took over my identity and joined the army under my name. Uh, yeah, I, I can go on. <laughs> but uh, I wrote about this in my first book, Dirty Little Secrets, um, which you can get through my website or through Amazon uh, by Jim Ventura. And I wrote about this in, in some more detail. And it was interesting because it really was a harrowing, difficult, nightmare experience. Um, you know, not surprising for early 20s, by the way. It's that's often in our early 20s or teens we're doing our heaviest karma payback. And, uh, you know, in a nutshell, as, as crappy as it all was, I mean, it really did lead somewhere. It was one of the things that was a very strong push for me becoming a writer. And as a navigational consultant, life coach, and counselor, my the fact that I went through that makes me so much better of a counselor and understanding of other people dealing with those type of drama because I, I overcame it. I, you know, th there's times in life when you could be really attracted to someone and know they're basically a piece of shit in that sense, but, you know, it's tough to shut that attraction and that pull off because I think there's that part of us, for a lot of us, that were wired at some level to combine love and therapy together. We're going to save them. We're going to help them. We're going to heal them. Hey, listen, sometimes people pull it off, uh, and, and they do. They, they get with someone who's, has, who's problematic and who's issues, and they're able to, to help transform that person. So it's possible. But listen, most of the time, no. Really, often people are what they are, and we can love them. And, it, it, you know, if, if you're dealing with someone like that, and they're also working on themselves and getting help and attempting to grow, that's a whole different story. But more often than not, when we have those difficulties, we're dealing with someone who's got a victim consciousness in that sense. And we're not going to really necessarily transform that if that's the position that they're holding on to. So, yeah, I, I can look back at every single difficulty I've ever gone through and realize it led me somewhere. Um, I love the idea of, of the, the belief or awareness of karma for that reason um, because I think it helps you. If you, if you believe in karma... If you understand the way that it operates, you'll realize some of the experiences that you have in this life are pretty damn bad, but like you didn't really necessarily do anything in this life to, to deserve that. Maybe in a past lifetime you did something pretty crappy to that person, and now they're coming back and the scales are being balanced, so to speak. Hey, you know, I believe, one, I believe there's truth in that, that there is some, some truth in that that is being a reality, that karma does exist. But I also think that, um, you know, again, it has a lot to do with how you necessarily look at it. Um, and whether you keep brewing about the past difficulty in that sense. So, again, really a lot of things have to do with the way we shift and we view and the way that we think about it. So, kind of getting back on this topic of worry that we've been talking about today and getting back to this main theme, I was talking in the piece about different methods that I came up with that can help a person um, release the worry habit. And, you know, and it's funny that I got to play, if you, if you caught the show at the beginning, I was playing a partial, um, a partial theme from uh, Bobby McFerrin, the uh, Don't Worry, Be Happy song. And you have to laugh because I don't know whether life is that simplistic, whether if you just say, I'm not going to worry, I'm just going to be happy that you can do it that way. Uh, some people can. So that's awesome. Certainly a positive message. 
uh, to be said, but I, I guess in some ways, when I remember when I was younger and I heard that song, I always thought, that's a cool song, and he's right, but um, again, I'm not sure whether just telling me not to worry and be happy is going to make that so. Uh, but uh, I guess it was, it made me think of the 80s and it was old enough to remember this when Nancy Reagan was doing that promotion about just just don't do drugs, just don't do it. I'm like, well, that makes sense. But, of course, if you've got all kinds of emotional, psychological problems and issues, someone telling you not to do something isn't going to make you not do it. You know, so a little bit overly simplistic. Still, that said, there is something very positive in that song and in that message because... There really is a very health, healthy base assumption that if you don't worry and you just allow yourself to be happy, and here's a cheaper truth behind that. We can enjoy even some of the difficulties of our life if we understand that it's leading somewhere and part of a resolution. You know, uh, here's an analogy I'd use that, that I think might be of help to you. If you are planting a garden in your yard or planting flowers, as an example, you take on the idea that it's probably going to be a certain amount of work, that you're going to get dirty, that you're going to sweat, um, that you're going to go through a process, and then you're going to have to attend to that garden, water it, fertilize it, begin to um, uh, to address it, deal with some of those plants dying, insects possibly coming, all kinds of things can happen um, in that process. But by the same token, Planting a garden and planting flowers can, you know, even in the work itself, it could be incredibly appealing to do that, um, to know you're going to produce this result, to feel the dirt in your hands, to sweat in a very purposeful kind of a way. So I think if we approach more of the things in our life from that perspective, then we understand that there's a value in it. I think women who have had children can ultimately grasp this concept because clearly child child uh you know getting pregnant getting fat all the other uh issues that come from being pregnant and then of course the horror of delivering and hoping that baby comes out normal and and all of those and, and that process of labor all of that is really tough yet strangely enough you can talk to a lot of women that can tell you that that process was one of the most beautiful experiences that they had had um, to be able to produce something that gives that as unconditional love towards you that way to be able to nurture and care for another human being in that capacity the love that they got back um, a lot of women become very intuitive um, and their psychic abilities grow during pregnancy and even sometimes stay after the pregnancy and that sense there's all kinds of cool things that can come through a difficult process Perfect, and the best example I can give you guys of this is, is really one that I think will hit home for a lot of people. Because, again, I tend to get this question a lot. When I do the mini phone readings and, and people are able to call in, I had said this in the beginning of the show, by the way, one of the most common questions I get when people ask for the mini readings is about money and work and finances, certainly even more so in the last couple of years during the economic difficulty times that we've been through. So, you know, I, I did a I did a whole show on that. If you're catching this show, go back into my archives, listen to the show I did called "Along Came a Spider," or certainly at least read the column uh, or listen to the show. I talked about this in some real detail about actual practical ways to transform your financial situation with feng shui and other things that work and won't cost you anything. So, and I, I, I joked about this because I had done this. I did this column, I did this radio show, and it was one of the least listened to radio shows and columns I have had. 
Yet it's the question people asked about most, which tells me a lot of times people are so worried about something, they close themselves down from the insight that could cure, fix, or heal it. But I talked about this a little bit in that show, but like one of the things that I went through in the last couple of years is I actually reached a point in about 2010 where economically uh, I have a small home-based business. It was very successful, but in 2008 I literally probably lost half my income. People couldn't afford to come in for sessions. They were struggling with financial issues. I get it. I wasn't mad at anybody. It was just a lot of small businesses struggled and went under. During the 2008, 9, 10, 11, even 12, a lot went under. The numbers are probably pretty astronomical. And I was one of those casualties in that I almost went down in it. Had to go back to waiting tables and bartending for a couple of years. Uh, I, I, learned, I, I was basically contemplating bankruptcy. I never had to do it. I, I went through some, um, some transitions with my finances, and I even uh, dropped a couple of credit cards. Um, I did, went through all kinds of financial stuff. It was not easy. And I worried, like most human beings would. I worried about whether I was going to lose my home. I worried about not having credit. I worried about whether I was doing enough. I worried, I worried, I worried. But what came out of it is I learned a lot of things along the way. I learned a lot about credit. I learned a lot about the evils of credit. I'll never get pulled into it again in that sense. I learned about how the system really actually works. Um, Now, when clients come to me and they're going through the type of stuff that I went through, guess who's an expert? not only intuitively but practically to help them with that process. I, I, I know so much about the subject, it's mind-boggling, and I have no fear around it anymore whatsoever. I moved through a tremendous amount of debt and all kinds of issues, and I maneuvered through it. So, but I did. I worried during the process because all these issues came up about my self-worth, whether I was a good person, what I should have done, Meanwhile, really what it boiled down to was a difficult economy, a lot of people struggling. It wasn't that I did anything wrong necessarily. I just, you know, like a lot of other people with small businesses, you became a casualty in that process. But I got through it uh, by the hair of my chinny-chin-chin. <laughs> this year is actually, I'm really doing well. Uh, and I, I talked about that uh, in that uh, a long time comes the spider column. So things have changed. So I'm able to help people through that process. But what I realize in all of this, and every one of you who's hung through this show, listen, now I'm going to get you something really core to get hold of. If you're struggling and having difficulty, whether it's financial, family, relationship, health, whatever it necessarily is, look inside yourself and think of it this way. Rather than keep reacting to the outer circumstances or the difficulties, think from the perspective of what inside of me magnetizes misfortune into my life and change gears because we often get so caught in that outer search in that sense of why that's happening, what we need to do about those outer things. But really what it boils down to is if you're beating yourself up, you're not feeling good about yourself, you're worrying, you're flipping out, you're you know, uh, putting yourself through inner turmoil, Again, like a radio station sending out a broadcast, you're kind of sending out, let me bring more difficulty myself, let me bring crappy people to torture me, to me. So when you change gears and you address that part and you say, I'm going to look at why I do this, what in me is sending that signal out, and how do I stop sending that signal out? 
And again, let me give you for all of you guys that hung through uh, into into this uh, into this program. Let me give you some real helpful insight into all of this. Realize, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you're worrying about, all of these things. Realize a couple of things. One, there is a solution to the situation. And often it's somewhat even in front of you. It's just that sometimes spirit will present the solution to us, and we're like, hell no, I can't do that. You know, maybe the, maybe all solutions are different for everybody. Maybe if it's a relationship issue, the solution is that you leave that relationship. Maybe it's not. Maybe you stay in that relationship and you keep working on it and you forgive that person. It depends on your individual circumstances. But if you meditate and get quiet, you can allow that insight and answer to come to you. The other side of this is, again, is realizing that there's medicine within the situation. You may be going through something really difficult, but later on in life, that could be something that is tremendously valuable to you, that will help other people, that will uh, you know, inevitably be part of your healing process and also others because of you going through it. Now, here's the best thing of all, and, and this, this is even probably more important than all the other stuff to even consider. If you can go inside and really, really forgive yourself for any past mistakes you made, forgive anyone else who's ever hurt you on top of it, and clean that slate internally by realizing that you've always done the best that you could, even if you screwed up in the past, made bad investments, taken a bad job, got into a bad marriage, you know, had an affair, any other dumb thing you might have done, quote-unquote, dumb, quote-unquote, <laughs> in your life, and realize that you can forgive yourself and move forward um, and, and start fresh in that sense. It, there is some truth to the line in the life of spirit we're always at the beginning because you can let it go, and you can also come to that realization that when you treat yourself well and you love yourself and you're good to yourself as a human being, what you're doing is you're creating a pattern energetically that will bring people to you and circumstances to you that will inevitably treat you well and love you the way you're treating yourself. It, it, it really works more than you'd know. In you know one of the one of the oracles that I work with with clients is Druid animal totems, and one of the totems in the Druid tradition is duck or goose um, or geese. Geese and ducks were considered a symbol of mating for life, of relationships, of creativity, all of those things. And there's an interesting thing that the Druids talked about in relation to, um, to ducks and, and again, in, in, in goose in general was that in the, in, the, in the Druid cultures, they did not um, eat goose. Um, they kept the goose alive. They kept it well-fed, well-exercised, and they took care of it. They did that because it laid these big, really valuable eggs in that sense. So they didn't kill it. So they treated goose very well when they kept them. The same thing with sheep. Uh, they kept it for the wool and the milk. So they didn't have to necessarily kill the goose or kill the sheep in that sense. So the lesson for us is that if we want to ensure our creative capacity to have healthy relationships, to do well in life, we treat ourselves well. And part of that process is forgiving yourself. And letting whatever you did wrong go, um, even you know w with other people, uh, you know let the let doesn't matter how crappy, you know, how how bad it was what somebody necessarily did to you. When when you're forgiving, you're not you're not okaying that somebody did something wrong or bad to you. 
You're just internally deciding that you're finished brewing about it, that you will not allow this energy to be part of your life anymore, that you feel good about yourself. It was karma. It was something you went through. You learned you're going to let it go. You'll be smarter in the future. You won't let yourself get in a situation like that. So that person was your teacher, even if they were an obnoxious one. So this is really a good, healthy part and start to doing this. And the other trick is, I'll give you one last trick here to kind of finish up this show. The other trick is when you're really worrying about the details of something, really a lot of it kind of boils down to us trying to control events. And, you know, listen, some of us are really good at it. I'm, I'm definitely manipulative and, and good at handling the details of life. But I found something that is really pretty much a deeper truth, which is my higher self, my spirit guides, my angels, they're all different attributes of the same energy. Listen, they're better at it than I am. And I don't have to be ashamed that they're better at it. So there is a, a, a knowingness sometimes about when you're worrying to just release control and trust that you're going to be shown what you need to, be, to do. You're going to have the faith to follow through on what you're shown that you need to do. And that spirit will help you with that. And I've said this in past shows too. Ask your angels to come. Ask for extra angels. Ask for extra helpers. And trust that they're going to come and they're going to solve it for you. Um, I've been, you know, I'm, I've been the king of the 11th hour save, typical Sagittarius that way. I mean, God, sometimes I've pushed it so close to the edge. You almost have to be like, dude, it wasn't like the 11, uh, 11, 11.30 save. It was uh, 11.30 save. It was like 11.59 and 19 seconds before you made it in that sense. So I'm trying to work on that because that, that's not always the easiest thing to deal with. But um, that's it. There is always a solution, and know that that's built into the problem. It's really ultimately the way things are wired. So practice makes perfect, guys. Practice not worrying. When you catch yourself worrying, say, hey, I'm, gonna, I'm worrying for a few minutes. I'm good. I'm leaving this in the spirit's hands. You guys handle it. Show me what I need to do through dreams, through awarenesses. Um, people will come along and give you information and give you solutions, and you know, and then, you know, don't be scared. You know, you may need to meditate on it for a few days to make sure it feels right. But I know that these solutions do come if we ask, and we're open to not trying to control everything. Okay, we've got a couple of minutes here to finish up today's show. Uh, yeah, I didn't think I was going to get to the phones today. Uh, but um, listen, click, uh, go to my uh, uh, fan page on uh, Facebook and click a like. That way you can get Facebook updates. Email me at VenturaSag at Yahoo.com if you want to get my monthly newsletter. Highly recommend you do that because then you have access to reading specials and things when I do them, not to mention catching my column in advance. And I did run a, uh, a special on Facebook yesterday, and it's good for tomorrow too, um, little mini 15, 20-minute phone unrecorded readings with runestones or astrological karma cards for 20 bucks for a uh, 15, 20-minute mini read. Um, those are normally 35, so I'm just doing that tomorrow because I happen to have a slow day before a busy weekend. So email me tonight or tomorrow morning, and I'll see if I could squeeze you in if you caught this live. It's just for Friday, the 4th of October, uh, because I happen to have a slow day. So I wanted to share that <laughs> abundance a little bit by, by giving people a discount session. You could check out that info. Um, go to my uh, uh, go to my uh, fan page on, on Facebook, and you can friend request me if you want as well. Go to the fan page. Okay, so, uh, guys, thank you for joining me today um, in our discussion about um, worry 
and I hope uh, you got something out of it, and you can you can kind of get there too. I'm a I'd say I'm about eighty percent there. I still catch myself worrying from time to time, but I've really gotten good about it. Where I've definitely minimalized it a lot, and I think uh, I'm on the road to getting rid of it entirely. Um, it is kind of a useless thing to do, uh, and and pretty meaningless. So. Okay, thank you for joining me. This is Jim Ventura signing out. I won't be here next week because I'll be on vacation, but um, I will be here the following week and we'll be doing an astrology show with a live update of the current astrology and I'll be able to take callers for little uh, five-minute mini-reads or a quick oracle pull on air halfway through the show. So uh, you can follow me here on, um, on Blog Talk Radio as well too so you'll get updates on the show's or again, all that info comes through in the column or through Facebook as well. Okay, Jim Ventura signing out. Everybody have an awesome day, and uh, don't worry, be happy. Cheers.